It's the Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer. And Daniel? Yes? You ever been attacked by a chimpanzee? <laughs> no, I always... Beaten I always to death. I always, <laughs> you know, a boy can dream. I always like to think about where you're going to go with these intros, and I would like to say that this week I guessed correctly. <laughs> oh, good, good job, good job. I thought you might go down the Gordy route. Well, love my boy Gordy. Who, who couldn't? Everyone's talking about Gordy in the streets. Can I just say, earlier today... You, I'm a, you know what I want? I want a Gordy in the streets and a... Frankly, a Gordy in the sheets. <laughs> I mean, that guy, that guy gets it done. <laughs> Double dose of Gordy. Absolutely. Uh, earlier this afternoon, I was doing a little TikTok scroll. Oh, boy. Cool. Just scrolling through the talk, as I call it. Yeah, well, you shouldn't do that, but yeah. Uh, some this might actually get you into TikTok. Uh, uh no, but go on. What came up on my feed? Well, I'll tell you, it was a nine one one call <laughs> from a woman whose chimpanzee was vi- had just viciously murdered her friend. Oh, I feel like I've heard that. It's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and so she had a chimpanzee. Why? Just Don't know. For fun? Don't know. Yeah. Just love that chimp turned on her and her friend, I guess. And who could have seen that coming? I mean, I really shocked on the nine one one call. She's like, "Bring guns!" <laughs> <laughs> and then at a certain point, she's like, "She's eat, like, he's eating her." Like, the chimpanzee is eating her friend. <laughs> Sorry, this, is gonna, this this episode got off to a, a uh, no. I mean, listen. But hey, related, reason for the you know? season. Reason Re- for the related. season. So this week, of course, we will be talking about Jordan Peele's third feature film. Nope. Correct. As well as the box office. I mean, sorry, not the box <laughs> office. The the Netflix smash hit. The movie that uh, everyone has seen, apparently. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Of course, I do wish it was called the Gay Man. We'll talk about that at length. It's time for the first time in a long time. Wow. To talk trailers. It's time. T to the fourth. T to the fourth. T4. Time to talk trailers. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of big trailers. I would say one, and then others. Well, of course, we got the the teaser trailer. I mean, there were a lot. I mean, you got some thinking like post-Comic-Con. Well, the first one I'm talking about here was released at Comic-Con. That's, right. of course, the Black Panther. But there Panther. weren't that many movie tra- There were a lot of TV forever. stuff. Movie trailer wise, like what? It was like Black Panther, and then I'm sure I'm missing something. At Comic Con? Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing something. I mean, The Rock showed up and he gave everyone a ticket, and everyone thought, oh my God, The Rock is so nice. It's like, what What are you talking about? He gave everyone a ticket to Black Adam? Yeah. They don't as have if to pay? Like, as if they're like, well, I need them to pay for those tickets. As if, you know, people are like, oh, The Rock does it again. What a guy. You're like, shh. What? what? Walk me through what you think happened here. If someone tried to give me a free- The Rock, what? Like, went to the bank and took out, like, $10,000 from the ATM and, like, went and bought movie tickets? Like, what, what is wrong with people? Oh, The Rock is so nice! What are you talking about? If, the, if somebody bought me a free ticket and said, here, now you have to go see Black Adam, <laughs> I'd be furious. I'd eat them like a monkey. 
Also, we got the Black Panther Wakanda Forever teaser trailer, which was kind of a mystery. This movie mm-hmm. had not released any images yet. Um, obviously, we know the backstory here, which is no Chadwick Boseman. Correct. Um, and it was announced or reported kind of late in the game that Daniel Kaluuya didn't return. Mm-hmm. We, Letitia we Wright have... has COVID. She's getting everybody infected on set. We no uh, no Michael B. Jordan presumably, although I suppose that could be a surprise. Unclear. So a lot of uncertainty surrounding, and also some uncertainty. Uh, is this coming out? Because it's coming out in you know a few months, and we haven't seen nary a photo. Right. And, and so, so Comic Con hits, and boom, we get we get the first teaser trailer. We do. And it is an effective one. It sure is. It is emotional. Mm. We get clear uh, imagery and, and emotion regarding Black Panther, mm-hmm. T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get Angela Bassett delivering lines. Wow. Start the Oscar campaign now. The only dialogue in the trailer is from her. And then we it's cut to a few songs. Mm-hmm. Bob Marley song, and what was the second one? Well, Bob Marley sung by somebody else, but yes, right, right. Uh, Kendrick Lamar and the Kendrick Lamar song, yeah, yeah. And then it ends, of course, with the shot of an ass, <laughs> with the shot of an ass, with uh, the presumed next Black Panther. Correct. We don't know who it is. Correct, but we know which is bad news. Which is bad news for me because it's going to make everybody want to go see this thing opening weekend. Yeah, you got to find out who Black Panther is. Panthers. I'm going also, to make it. It just my... legitimately looks good. Like, yes, I'm not surprised. I mean, I mean, it's not necessarily a good movie plot. Who the hell knows? But like, it's good imagery. It seems well thought out. It's you know, it, it looks cool. I'm going to make it my personal mission before this movie comes out to spoil who Black Panther is. <laughs> That's a good idea. So Pete Zuma so goes to see it. I, that is my personal mission. You should. I'll report back every week. Good idea. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. I mean, the it feels like the only logical choice. Well, I shouldn't even say that because who knows? It could be anybody. But it's pro- it feels like it has to be maybe down to two people, and those would be Lupita Nyong'o and Denai Greer. Right. Their characters. And but but also who knows? Do you think you can bet on this? Is there, oh, I'm sure like you could Vegas? bet on anything. You could bet on anything in Vegas. They're Vegas. That odds. town. That town is. You could bet on anything there. <laughs> so that was the Black Panther trailer. Yes, it looks great. <laughs> looks great. Which I'm excited. I, I'm happy it looks good because I want it to be good. Selfishly, it does look like it's going to make a lot of money. Eight hundred million domestically. No, absolutely not. Add it to the billion that the way of It's not going to make more than the first one. Of course it is. No. Oh, Marvel, I'm sorry to tell you this. You no one much, cares about Marvel anymore. You know how anymore. much tickets cost these days? Nobody cares about Marvel. Can you explain the Thor Love and Thunder box office receipts then? I've been trying, believe me. This is the return of Marvel. People are going to come back around to see Thor Wakanda, Thor Wakanda Forever. Thor Wakanda Forever. Right, I mean, that's on. probably next. The way they do this. Oh my God, that's probably next. Trailer number two. I've already forgotten what trailer we're talking about. Just just released this morning. Mm. Watched it. Watched it at about 7 a.m., my cup of coffee in hand. And I said, let me settle in for this. <laughs> and then I heard... 
what was supposed to be. Diamonds are a girl. Was that her singing that? Oh, I don't think so. It wasn't? That was Marilyn. Or was that Norma? I mean, that's the thing with this film. You never know the lines. Was it even that version? I have no idea. Who was it? Not sure. Lana Del Rey. (laughs) Anyway, of course. How is she not in this? Of course we're talking about Blonde. Yes. The Andrew Dominic directed biopic about Marilyn Monroe, starring Dominic Anna de Armas. His birth name spelled like that. Unclear. I'm looking it up because if it's not, I hate. I hate him. <laughs> if it is, I love him. Well, how does he, it's like? How does he spell it? It's D O M I N I K. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I love it. But I'm saying if he did that. Oh, I would like it even more. Uh, okay, that's it. Birth name? Yep. Wow. Love it. Where is the uh, country of origin? Uh, he's Australian. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That's wrong. He's from New Zealand. Why does it say Australia? New Zealand-born Australian director. What does that mean? Maybe he mostly grew up oh, in yeah. Australia. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He lived in Australia since he was two. He graduated from Melbourne's Swinburne Film School in 1988, of course. Melbourne's what? Mel, don't please. Melbourne Swinburne. Melbourne, okay, please. Melbourne. I went to Swinburne in Melbourne. <laughs> That's enough. Ooh, personal life. He has one son. He was engaged to actress Bella Heathcote in 2017. I didn't know that. She's a person that I know. Yeah, she's been in stuff. Ooh. Um, Bella Heathcote. Anyway. Blonde. Here are my thoughts on Blonde. Netflix. Netflix, yes. NC-17. Which, which means, baby. let's say it together, titties. Yeah, baby. Well, what does it mean? That's not what it means. What does it mean? I don't know. Vagina? Maybe. Can you show a vagina in Rated R? Yeah, but like, not in an explicit way. I don't think you can show an erect penis either. Ooh. <laughs> Who's are we going to see? Jack Lemons? Bobby Cannavale? <sighs> yeah, just yeah, just what I want to see. You know, in a movie about, you know, this woman being exploited, I hope we get just some absolute scenes of her getting railed. <laughs> well, I mean. Anyway. So that's probably uh, here are my thoughts on Blonde. Here are my thoughts on Blonde. AC-17, great. It's apparently like eight hours long. Don't love that. Uh, I think it looks very good. Anna Diarmas is doing some accent that is not Maryland. I mean, the accent debate has already started, by the way. I don't know if you've seen all of this. There is a great tweet. I, saw, I won't be able to find it. I've but seen a little bit. of have dabbled this in sort of, the so, pe- so in 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 the trailer, for those who haven't seen it, she sounds nothing like Marilyn Monroe. She looks exactly like her. Except, like, eh. half the size. <laughs> like, well, I don't sure. know, it's interesting. Right. Anna is kind of. She tiny. doesn't sound anything like her, and it also doesn't really seem like she's necessarily even trying to. No, she's she, kind of she doing this like is. whispery. She's doing like the Marilyn breathy voice. Yeah, but, but she sounds nothing like her. She has like Anna's accent. Like she just doesn't sound like her. And. But there's been this narrative already building of people being like, actually, that breaks down the artifice of celebrity. When you're like... What? Oh, yeah, people are like, the fact that she doesn't sound like Marilyn is actually a commentary like on the artifice of celebrity that Marilyn had to put up with. I'm like, what? 
Oh, bl- there, believe me, I'll send you. Th- I'll send you tweets. Uh, I'm Be- people are already defending. I, I mean, as they should be. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. It's going to be hard to get by for me, probably personally. But I mean, do you listen to a lot of Marilyn Monroe audio tapes? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You're really just locked in on what she sounds like. Norma Jean. Of course. Goodbye, Norma Jean. <laughs> Okay, that was too loud. Well, if what your neighbors are going to complain. <laughs> Don't you love that he just repurposed that for Princess Die? Unbelievable. That, He's that like, I'm up. not going to write a new song. And this one has her name in it. It should come up every day. He sings another woman's name at her funeral. What do you mean? Candle in the Wind. What? Candle in the Wind. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's what we're both talking about. What do you, he changes the lyrics. Oh, does he? Yeah. What does he say? Goodbye, Princess Die. No, he says... Remember the teddy bear? I feel like we've talked about that maybe five or six times. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I he need to changes play. the lyrics to what? Goodbye. Yeah. If it's goodbye, Princess Die, I'm going to lose It's not that. I forget how my it's... My mind. Hold on. Like... The fact that he couldn't be bothered to write a new song is England's Rose. <laughs> Goodbye, England's Rose. Yeah, I mean he changed like most of the lyrics. Oh, he does. Oh, I didn't know that. God, you think he was saying goodbye, Norma? That's what that's what I was complaining about. At the funeral? About. That's what I said. Yes, that's why I was so mad. That didn't make any sense. I know. Seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind. It doesn't, though. She didn't really live her life like a candle in the wind. Okay, I'm actually come around to the other side that it's weirder that he rewrote it, but it's the same song. Legend never will instead of legend never did. We don't get the I would have liked to know you, but I was just a kid. You can burn down long before legend never did. What is this? Does that mean this? Does that mean the same thing, though? Your legend burned out long before your candle ever did. What is this? <laughs> is this? Please don't tell me this is what I think it is. It is. He sucks. <laughs> I don't like him either. Beat it, Ed. You dweeb. God. The fact that we've let Ed Sheeran become a, a massive star is unbelievable. <laughs> Such a failure. <laughs> just whatever but your candle burned out long before your legend ever did right I guess, di- I guess, so I guess, the flame, I guess did the is saying flame. that the legend is also dead well before your legend ever did <clears throat> that's all that's kind of saying that the legend is also dead yeah I suppose before your legend ever will means that it's ongoing <clears throat> He hated Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> now, were they friends? 
Elton John and Marilyn Monroe. No, I didn't know her. He, he says that in the oh, song. I would have liked to have known you as just a kid. Now, interesting, interesting. The real question here. Really, really getting to the bottom. Really started off strong here complaining, and now I'm realizing <laughs> I knew nothing about either of these songs. <laughs> well, <laughs> Were they friends? <laughs> hold on. The, the important thing about all this is Elton never wrote his own songs. Oh, yeah, Bernie Toppin. Right. Now, is this Bernie Toppin talking about? He mm. would have liked to have known Marilyn. Or? It is weird that Elton John doesn't write his own music. Well, he writes I mean, music. Some he of doesn't well, write I'm sorry, the lyrics. The, the lyrics. He doesn't write any of them? I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's probably like, who? Marilyn who? <laughs> Who's this Marilyn broad? I don't write a song about her. I'm going to sing a song about Marilyn Monroe. I don't know who that is. Got me some cocaine. <laughs> so, Elton, um, Elton, we need you in the booth now. All right, all right. Those are our thoughts on the blonde trailer. <laughs> What's the other one? Pinocchio. Oh, boy. Tra- last trailer for in time to talk trailers. I'm going to say D4. something. I'm going to say something. Bo- well, it's not even bold, but I'm going to make my first proclamation about the Oscars. I remember my first one last year was that I was going to try and get Millicent Simmons nominated for Best Supporting Actress for A Quieter Place. That didn't happen. Yeah, you didn't even put it on your performance mm, list. Yep. Yes, I did. Nope. Yes, I did. Yes, I d- Go back and listen. Yes, I did. You didn't. Kyle? Yes, I did. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. All right, well, fact. you didn't put it on something. Maybe you didn't put it on your, like, Oscar picks. Well, right. Or no, you know, like, personal Oscar picks. We didn't do that. We did something like that, and you didn't pick We her. did top 10 like, performances. I, I called you out on the podcast for not bringing her up at a certain point. Well, you call me out for everything. If I die, would you write a song about me? What's, what do I call it? Candle... <laughs> Candle made of sin. <laughs> you are a candle made of sin. <laughs> Never knowing. All this talk about Elton John. To... When I sent you a photo of Robert Kraft and Elton John a mere hour ago. Oh, great. Picture. Now, what is happening? Is Elton playing Gillette? I don't know. Probably. Is that why he's there? Probably. Can Elton John sell out Gillette Stadium still? He's you playing know. Dodgers, but he played Comerica Park, but I don't know how many people went. Like, he's playing Dodger Stadium. That makes more sense in a town like L.A. There's 500 right. billion people. For sure. Like, how many people are trotting out to Foxborough to see Elton John? See, I'm not sure what they do with the uh, the Gillette concerts. It's not like they, it's like the full thing, right? They probably brought Ideally, off, like, it a is. section of it, at least behind the stage or whatever. Oh, sure. But I wonder at Comerica Park, like, I bet you can look this up, actually, on his, like, tour... Wikipedia, what the attendance was. I don't know if they still released that stuff. Right, I used well. to be a. I'm was, looking. Was Dua there? <laughs> I do not see her. She was busy having fireworks. Oh my god, that's right. Oh my god. Hey, look, this is this is Gillette last night. Wow, that's wild. So it's like packed. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Like the whole field is full. That's insane. I Didn't Elton, like, retire you. from touring, like, three years ago? Yeah, well, or is this still part of that he retirement tour? I believe so. I think he announced that, like, right before COVID. Oh, right. Um, 
Cool have you ever seen him? I have. Me too. Where'd you see him? Uh, I believe it was Anaheim. Really? Is that right? Hot done by you. Go, go. I think that's right. Hot done by you. Did you figure it out? What you, no, what I'm. Hold on. on. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Toronto. Um. All right. We're almost there. Detroit. Oh. Oh, that's 2018. Yeah, this thing's been going on for a very <laughs> long time. I mean, God, can you imagine though, just singing these same songs every night for? So- can you imagine having to be like, and this is Rocket Man? I'd be like, I can't. <laughs> I I truly cannot well, sing I mean, Rocket you, Man one more time. You love the music. You I just... cannot sing Rocket Man. Okay, but like one more time. Here's the thing. This is like his job, you know. Well, I know. I do think about it that way, but when I do, it makes me depressed. When you're yeah. like, oh, he's just up there, like he's like getting paid, you know. It's like Comerica, uh, Comerica Park doesn't have attendance yet on here. All of that for nothing. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like he, he's probably sick of singing some some of these songs, hence he's retiring. Well, he's touring. also just old and as a family. Yeah, how old is he now? Hey Siri, how old is Elton John? Elton John is seventy-five years old. Wow. Seventy-five. He's probably run for president in the U.S. at that age. <laughs> is he a citizen? I don't think so. I mean, he certainly can't run for president in the U.S. Do you have to be born here? Yes, you do. What about Obama? Kenya. Mm, Kenya, dig it, sucker! Did they ever do that? That would have been fun. Do what? Like, you know, the like the Booker T can you dig it? But for but for Obama Can you dig it, sucker? Now when you say Booker T, I believe that's originally from The Warriors, is it not? The movie The Warriors? The movie my dad made me watch? Can you dig it? I actually only know that from Shaq doing that. About the move, but it's from well, the Booker. Movie the I know. Can you dig it, sucker? From Booker T. Booker T. Washington. Da, na, 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 da, na. Can you dig it, sucker? 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 <laughs> That's how his music started. All right. Just your, your, you know. Anyway, that's like. What were we talking about? That's like saying the Diana can, candle in the wind is the is the original version. I didn't say that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Do you think he? Do you like? Who would he redo it for now? Ooh. Kate? Ooh, I like this. Like, if Kate Middleton died tomorrow, would he do Candle in the Wind? I don't think so. Megan? <laughs> Harry? <laughs> would he do it for a man? Probably not. It would be like... If Oprah died, would he do Candle in the Wind for Oprah? Hmm. And it seemed to me... <sighs> oh, boy. You lived your life like a candle in the wind. I don't know. That doesn't feel like Oprah. She didn't really live her life like a candle in the wind. Sure she did. No one's ever lived their life more like a candle in the wind than Oprah. What? What do you mean? Candle in the wind is like... I understand the phrase. Do you? Yeah. It's like a struggle. You, know, getting, you don't think Oprah's life was a struggle? You're getting blown around by all these different forces. Please. Doesn't think Oprah, Oprah is like power. Oprah lives her life like a snowblower. <laughs> well, she does now. 
And it seems to me <laughs> you live your life like a snowblower. <laughs> Oprah didn't have to struggle. I didn't say that. What a nice narrative to rewrite. Oprah, uh, enough about Oprah. Please, enough. that. Enough about you. I've had it up to here with Oprah. Oh, God. So boring. People who hate Oprah, nothing more boring. I don't hate Oprah. The most influential woman in my life. (laughs) Wow. Hear that, Diane? (laughs) (laughs) She's never made it this far into an episode. (laughs) We could say whatever she wants. Whatever she what? wants. We could say whatever she wants. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, yeah. So the Pinocchio what, what, trailer. Pinocchio. Oh, my God. To go from Millicent Simmons. You, know, the, you were about to make a bold prediction about yes, this year's of course. Uh, Oscars. Yes. Uh, mark it down here, folks. July 28th. Pinocchio. Your Oscar winner for best animated feature film. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. You heard it here first. This might be terrible, but it looks actually pretty good. I think it looks... There's two reasons that... Well, three reasons I'm saying this. One, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Two, it looks, I think, pretty good. Three, Pixar flopping. Right. So, here we are. I mean, DC lose Super Pets, though. Please. Are there any other... Oh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish? (laughs) Yes, Puss in Boots is going to win the Oscar. Of course. I could see it now. I don't know. There's some other animated things I can't remember at the moment. I know. I was looking over our box office list to see if there are any others, but... (sighs) Minions? I mean, I don't know. A nomination? (laughs) Who knows? Nomination. They should get the Minions to host the Oscars. They probably will. Yeah. Not a bad idea. All right. Let's get Elton John to host the Oscars. (laughs) Call? Anyway, it's hot in here. Yeah, it is getting warm. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Unfortunately, you can't put the air on. I know, I know. It's rather know. loud. It's okay. I'll I'll sweat it out from for my fans. Sweat it out for the fans. Mm-hmm. That's what we should title this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. Anyway, all right. It's time to get into the main events of the evening. Oh boy, okay. Which are the two movies that set the world ablaze. This week. In different ways, but... uh, Was, of course, being Nope and The Gray Man. Yes, that is correct. Uh, We'll start with Nope. We will start with Nope. Uh, All right, so here's... This is tough. To get into this, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, if anybody listens to this podcast, they know that this was one of, if if not the most anticipated movie of the year for both of us. I, I think, think we, it was. We said that on this podcast before. I think we actually, when we did our most anticipated episode, I think we each had an open number one, and so. Right. I, I think I like changed my around so we wouldn't have the same one. But that was really nice of you. Um. So, I think we can get into this by saying that. It's tricky because coming out of it, I think both of us felt similarly in the sense that we were a little disappointed in it. And obviously that that has to do a lot with the very high expectations. Um, But now that we've had some time to sit with it a little bit, it's it's an interesting conversation. I think sort of a tough movie to talk about because of the fact that like we had some qualms with it. 
but I think we both respect a lot about it. And there's so much going on in the movie itself that it's almost hard to like shoehorn a conversation. Right. So this is what we're going to do. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. For our nope discussion... <clears throat> this is being get, sprung on me here in the moment. We're going to get into this. Uh, on January 24th, so this is about four days ago now. On January 24th? <laughs> on July 24th, internet personality and WWE superstar Logan Paul tweeted out a thread. <laughs> yes. It began like this. Nope is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. This is... I love Jordan Peele and Kiki Palmer can act her ass off, but this movie is objectively slow and confusing with stretch themes that don't justify the pace. A thread. Let me start here. An outstanding thread, by the way. Let me start here. So we're going to go through each of Logan Paul's points. Love this. And discuss. Logan Paul, noted film enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul taking on The Miz at SummerSlam on Saturday. Uh... So let's start here. One of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. There's no way that's true unless you've seen four movies in the yeah, past that, five that's, years. That's ridiculous. I get people who are like, the anticipation for it is so high that they're really let down and thus overreact. That's what that's what that is. Him saying, I love Jordan Peele and Kiki Palmer can act her ass off. Absolutely agree. That is correct. Before he gets into his points, he says, it's not hard to conceptualize something disturbing. A trained chimp goes animalistic in malls. By the way, I... He sounds very smart in this thread in a very strange way. Uh, but that's I mean, neither I, here nor there. He used a lot of big words. Like, just to see him use the word conceptualize. I'm like, who wrote this? I think it wasn't was, him. I think Logan's actually pretty smart. I know. I think. Well, that's the that's the thing, right? They're pre, they're the smartest people on earth. Well, they, they are. But, I'll, I, but I think, like, Logan is also, like, Jake would never write this. I don't know the difference. Uh, it's not hard to conceptualize something disturbing. A trained chimp goes animalistic and mauls an entire set, or a UFO devours anything in its path. It is hard to sensibly tie it to the plot, which was done remarkably poor here. A series of questions. Spoiler alert. So, so yes. Which so was, then he goes on to make that should 10 be, points. Which was done remarkably poorly here. Remarkably. Yeah, he probably ran out of characters. <laughs> All right, so here's his number... And again, this goes without saying, we will be spoiling Nope. Yeah, I mean, well, Logan Paul will be. Uh, okay, so Logan's first point. No one... And by the way, I do want to make it clear, I do not like this person. Number one. I mean, I do find him remarkably hot. Uh, number one. And that's a problem for me, I understand. Number one. What about no, when... Why don't you like him? Because the whole Suicide Forest thing? I just find him incredibly annoying. Logan's entertaining. He's good in the ring. Jake is annoying. I, I'm I, I'm not just saying that to be annoying. I do not know the difference. I don't know who that... I know of them both. I could not tell you, like, what makes them... I know that Logan's in WWE. That's all I know. Jake's the boxer. Right. But, it, but right, I know that. But, like, what makes them different other than that, I, do, I don't know. Okay. Well, what? Number one, no one was curious how a quarter shot through a man's face and killed him or why a key was lodged in the backside of the horse he was riding. Uh, okay, so this deals with what happens at the start of the movie. I don't right. quite understand Logan's point here because I'm not sure why he thinks nobody cared. I think... We don't see... Th this is a thing that people get into a lot. Like, we don't necessarily see Daniel Kaluuya's character have some sort of, like, weird outburst or reaction to any of this, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. 
And, like, obviously it was a huge deal. Yeah, well, I mean, what I think he's referring to is, like, there was no hint of, like, an investigation into this death, right? Well, I think it was just, like, right, of course. But I, mean, so I think saying, it was just so thought like, of as, like, like, a freak accident, right? Right, right. Like, right. Th- th- I think there was even, like, a throwaway line about, like, a plane or something. Right, exactly, yeah, like a plane, yeah, that was the explanation. I think Stephen Young's character says something like, oh, that was crazy what happened, like yeah, a plane yeah. or whatever. So, so, all right. I think we strike this one. Not a great criticism. I agree. Number two, why, how did the shoe, and this has become a big thing, why, how did the shoe stand upright on the set of Gordy's home? This one I'm sure has a reason, but I haven't found anything that makes sense. Uh, I don't know the answer to this. Yeah, this is one of the biggest kind of mysteries that and, I had leaving. Because it, it's like, there's a specific moment, obviously, in the movie where they focus on this upright shoe. And we, we've seen it with, there's multiple images of it in the movie, but like the camera really pushes directly in on this as if one of the characters is looking at it and going like staring right at this. And it's, I am sure that there is an explanation for this. Uh, maybe there's not, but I do. I also think that something, something, cause I do think that his point here is an interesting one and it, it, it leans into an interesting point that I think people have. I think people who really like this movie are very quick to defend something like this, and it becomes this thing of like, well, it doesn't have to make sense. Like, just enjoy the movie. And I understand that perspective, but I also think that there is a, a little bit of a tinge of like people really wanting to defend a movie like this when it doesn't quite make sense by just saying, well, it doesn't have to make sense. Right. Which I I can get behind at some points, but at the same time, I, I don't understand why that happened. So I don't... I unfortunately don't have an answer for Logan. But it's also kind of funny, like... This is a movie about, like, a UFO arriving and, like... Sure. A lot of things don't make, like, logistical sense. Now, uh-huh. story... He's more talking about the storytelling sense here. Yes. And I understand this as a criticism of the shoe. Because it seemed like... It was set up as if it seemed like there was going to be some sort of reveal involving it. So I think yeah. that's really the issue, is, like... It's, it's kind of a cool image, and maybe that's just why it's in there. Maybe there's an explanation that didn't Correct. quite come all the way together. But it's a cool image that that was set up to to have more to it and, it, and didn't get paid off, at least in a way that me, you, and Logan Paul understand. <laughs> Should we get him on the podcast? He, yeah. he, he listened. I mean, he does listen. That's true. Uh Okay, number three. The deep-voiced cinematographer was cryptic for no reason other than to be cryptic. You're telling me this guy was willing to die because he wanted better lighting to capture the E.T. for real? This is something we discussed right after we saw it. This The, the, the cinematographer character did not work at all for me. He uh, did work for me. Yeah. Uh, it did. So, so I'm mean, on Logan's side here. Once again... <laughs> I liked him being cryptic for no reason other than being cryptic. That's just kind of that's just what his character was. He's this like wacky old school cinematographer. I'm fine with it. Now the the part about him like changing the shot a little bit, you know, that's that's to me that's just the movie. Yeah, and sure, I, I think you didn't like the character, but I don't think you have like you. Yeah, I just didn't think he was particularly like interesting. Yeah, or exactly. good. That, I thought it was kind of a weird, poor performance. I just didn't really care for the character. I liked him. I think they. I think he was entertaining. Uh, I don't think it was perfectly done, but 
Uh, I, I have no issue with the cinematographer. Okay, well, number four here, same note, man on the motorcycle. Oh, Mr. TMZ. <laughs> Why was his voice deep and robotic, framed to being an antagonist who would have a great reveal? Mystery solely for the sake of mystery is confusing and leaves too many open ends for viewers trying to invest themselves in a storyline. I can't say I disagree with Logan here. I think this is a good point. Again. This character, I don't really know what purpose this character serves. So for those who haven't seen the movie, I guess, who are, uh, I don't know, not going to when are listening to this, um, this guy kind of rides up in this, like, metallic motorcycle helmet. Like, yeah, it's, like, looks, really cool. It's, like, you looks can't cool. see his face at all. It's all, it's all helmet, basically. He has a and camera. They call him, I don't know if Kiki does. I think yeah. Kiki calls him, like, this TMZ guy, whatever. But basically, like, at this point, they're trying to capture footage of a potential alien or UFO or whatever. And this guy rolls up with a camera like he's trying to do the same thing and kind of – and so they're, they're yeah. trying to get him out of there. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of agree with uh, – like, it seemed like there was going to be more to this yes. character, you know, the the – the, I mean, the we never find out who point. he is. Yeah, we never we, we never got the helmet reveal. Yeah. And so it was almost like he looked cool. Like, it looked cool to have this, like, helmeted guy on the motorcycle. But mm-hmm. I agree with the point here that this didn't tie in uh, as well as you'd like. Yeah, I agree. All right. <laughs> like how this is the only one he labels this way. Number five. My next point. <laughs> My next point, the storyline is all over the place. In a crowd of 40 people, the actress who was mauled on the set of Gordy's home was there. Why? Shock factor because of her scarring. Does she come to all of them? Did she come before the E.T. feeding? Uh, this this is a we- I think this is one of the weaker points. Yeah. I, criticism d- I, I didn't think about this at all, really. I don't really think it's... I don't think it's a problem. And it's almost like... This is when I think you, like, dig into the minutia of a movie like this or any movie in general. Like, well, why is she there? It's like, she, she, That's why she, she's there. The reveal of her being in the audience is a good movie moment. Yes, totally That's, agree. I don't think it needs to be, like, it would have been cool if there was something more tied to it. And you got a little more back to it. Just gets in, it just gets into the whole, you know, like, you know, you're watching a movie about a train show up. You're like that train show at the same time every day <laughs> right, who's right. on the train who's yeah, working like the train that. who's driving the train so yeah. well it doesn't matter who's driving the train the train's there yeah and it's a great tie back to the the gordy thing and yeah uh Which, now his first sentence of this is the storyline is all over the place I, I i kind of agree with that point of the criticism but then his example go, is yeah. about the the actress here and that you know i, I thought the actress stuff shock was fine. factor because for scarring Sure, well, kind yeah, of. Like I don't a know. Horror movie showing. Yeah. yeah. Does she come to all of them? I don't know. Who cares? Right. Also, n- no. Yes. Don't. Does it matter? Doesn't matter. Did she come before the ET feeding? Again. Same question. Doesn't before. really matter. <laughs> uh, okay. Struck out there, Logan. Sorry. Yep. Uh, six. Ju- who's Jupe? Jupe is Steven Yen. That's his character name. Yeah. I don't remember that at like, all? God. Jupiter's Ranch. His is name right? is Jupe, isn't it? I, I mean, sure. I'll trust. I mean, I trust Logan, of course. 
Uh, Jupe has trauma with the phenomena of commercializing predators for profit, and for the last six months, he's been feeding horses to an ET in the sky. But what about before that? What is the purpose of that creepy cowboy theme park? Um. All right. Oh. All right. Reading the, I'm reading this again to really understand what he's trying to say here. Jupe has trauma with the phenomena of commercializing predators for profit. <clears throat> and for the last six months, you've been feeding horses to an ET in the sky. But what about before that? What is the purpose of that creepy cowboy theme park? So, we know Jupe as a kid witnesses the Gordy thing. Correct. And now he is... And now he has a theme park in which, you know, a monster basically is showing up and doing something messed up. Yes. That through line makes sense to me. You know, he was traumatized by it, but... You know, uh, that that makes sense. Yeah, I mean... If if your dad's an alcoholic, you might go the other way, or you might become an alcoholic yourself. Sometimes it skips a generation. (laughs) There you go. Look at me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, all of the... Do I claim to understand exactly what was trying to be said with the theme park or with really any well, of the Gordy you know, stuff? Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's ca- I mean, it's capitalism. I mean, you know, that much can be sure. I mean, <laughs> that's what every every pe- every person coming out of this movie is like, well, it's about capitalism. <laughs> this movie clearly is about capitalism. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like the so we saw that he had a um, you know he had the the memorabilia room or whatever. Yes. So he's still connected to the old show, but he's kind of I mean he's just like a businessman. He's doing his ranch thing, and and yeah. then the, suddenly this opportunity comes back that sort of triggers his his past trauma, and he pounces on it as a businessman. Basically, yeah. You know, he he hasn't. He's not so. Scarred, if you will. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, he's scarred by it, certainly, but... Because there's... Uh, I think one of the better moments is when he's telling, like, the happy memory story, almost, of the show. Mm-hmm. Right? Where he's doing, like, the SNL... He's talking about the SNL sketch about it as it's intercut with, like, the horror of the actual scene yes. of, of what was really happening. And he's... We're cutting back to him, and he's... Yeah, kind of making it seem like it it's you know wasn't a big deal or yeah or is a happy memory or whatever mm-hmm. when really it's, it's fucked him up. Yeah. Number seven. Why was so much emphasis placed on the name of the horses? They had title cards. Why? A good question. Um, I don't even know that it was emphasis on the. I I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the the title cards were like kind of chapters in the movie. Yeah, uh, most of them were the horses. There was one was just Gordy, mm-hmm. and then the final one I believe is Jean Jacket. Yeah, which is the UFO, right? Yes, that's what they end up calling it. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't know. It's just chapters in the movie. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mind it. I was into it. I don't know if there's now. Any... Now I'm curious. I want to see the replies to this tweet. <laughs> oh, should we read? Up? Should we? Oh my god! I know. Look into all these. 
each horse's role and their names were symbolic. <laughs> See, this is perfect. This is, I mean. All right, hold on. I'm going back to the upright shoe one. No, well, hold on. This one. <laughs> so, like, people respond to this. Each horse's role and their names were symbolic. Too much to explain here. <laughs> and someone responds, exactly. <laughs> I, okay, I just went back to the shoe standing upright one to find the top response there. A shoe landing upright is a one in a million chance, a bad miracle, a sense of wonder in an event of horror. It ties with what OJ says earlier. His name being OJ is funny too, yeah, by the way. Great. That's great. That was a great moment. Uh, sure. Yeah, great. God, the response, like, God, the responses to this are so funny. The internet is just such a terrible place. This guy not knowing what an act is in a film. Shut up. Up. The shoe was a distraction for Kid Jupe, who chose to look at that spectacle instead of the chimp mauling humans. Okay. Looking at a shoe suspended meant he didn't have to look the chimp in the eyes, and which saved his life. I don't think that. I mean, yeah. I mean, people are kind of. I mean, the, the chimp thrown out didn't there. Ideas, say, I mean. I guess. I don't know. I mean, the chimp saw him. Well, yeah, but remember, the whole thing was you don't want to look him in the eye. Yeah, no, of course, but... Anyway. Ever heard of chapters? (laughs) LOL. The fuck? All your other points are opinions, but number seven is bizarre. Title cards are used sometimes in movies to differentiate between acts, parts of the movie. This is great. We should have been going through these throughout. Were you even paying attention? Each title card showcases the name of the horse that died. And then, and then this person, <laughs> this person t- tweets a correction to their own tweet that goes, correction, every horse that plays an important role. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. People are. People lose their minds. All right, number eight. You ready? I, no, this is my idea. You're done. Okay. Why was Barbie Ferreira an incredible acting talent, which... I don't watch Euphoria, but okay. Uh, so underutilized in this movie. Why was she even in the movie? This is this might be the weirdest one yet, honestly. I mean, <clears throat> why was she even in the movie? I don't know. She's certainly underutilized. I don't disagree. Sure, but like, eh. but like, if you can get a really good actor for a really small part, why not? Well, yeah, of course, and also yeah, like, like this, and again. I, I, I mean this with all sincerity, much respect. It's not Meryl Streep. <laughs> sure. She's the eighth biggest actress on the, you know, 20th biggest show on TV. That's the biggest show on TV, but okay. I mean, how do, well, I mean, how do we define? Most important. I mean, listen, I don't watch Euphoria. I'm just saying, I know well, people like her and whatever. She's but very good on Euphoria. Sure. I mean, she's no Sydney Sweeney, but. Well. It, it is just sort of funny to be like, you're telling me, why was Barbie Ferreira even in this? She's like, got star potential. No one knows who that is. Um, <laughs> and also, I think the, the probable answer is, is like, I, I bet she had multiple other scenes that ended up getting cut. Probably. And also, when, like, when did they, I don't know, like, whatever. I, I need to read some reactions to this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to do. I'll read the quote tweets. Why do you think cashiers have lines in movies even if they don't appear ever again? What? 
sweet summer child that's called a cameo. A cameo? Barbie Ferreira, I'm, and again, all respect, is not making a cameo in this movie. <laughs> yeah, everyone is just kind of dunking on uh, Logan. It's called a cameo. Lots of famous people do it. Oh, it's, uh, I, got, I got some the people The only one I agree with. This was simply a cameo. Still don't know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing called supporting actors. To act. Why are you using the most insignificant details to further your point? I'm sorry. Where exactly was she marketed as a lead to make you believe she would be crucial to the story? <laughs> I mean, by the way, once we get through this, we are talking about what we're talking about. Because someone had to eat Cheetos at Fry's Electronics, man. Shut up. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, I mean, a weird point, but, you know, whatever. I, mean, I can understand being like, she shows up in the movie. It's not Zendaya. Really, she thinks she's really good in Euphoria, and then you're, and then she is in like three shots. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Sure. I mean, well, also, said, he I'm, had to flesh his list out to ten. Good he says point, that good he point. says that I've got ten things. In good the, in point. The first yeah, he's like, oh shit, <laughs> and he only had six, and so he's not all right. A few number more. nine. Now that we're gonna, God, we're gonna we're gonna get into it here. I think probably okay. way to strip all the life from a phenomenal actor, Daniel Kaluuya, by casting him as possibly the most mundane, vanilla character I've ever seen. Not a question. I'm just pissed. Now we talked about this a little bit after. I I love Daniel Kaluuya. I mean. Seems like an interesting guy in real life, but I think he's a phenomenal actor. I I didn't really care for him here, and I, it wasn't even that I thought it was a a poor performance. I just it to me it just was really lifeless when I'm used to seeing him just like be the most magnetic thing you've ever seen. Right. Um, I, I understand that take. It's 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 kind of the same as as Logan is. Yeah, this, I don't. What is going on? I, I, <laughs> um, do I like Logan Paul? <laughs> is that what's happening here? He's right. Um, I get this argument. I I I don't disagree that the life is strict is stripped from him. And like, I think he gives a interesting, good performance just in a character that is pretty muted. But I th- I think he's sure still giving life to to this performance in a way that I really enjoyed. Okay, yeah. mileage may vary on that. I'm not upset about anyone who thinks that like it was kind of dull. But I I like to to me one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I and we talked about this after it was is just we're on a really extreme close up shot of him sitting in the truck while there's you know supernatural chaos happening outside the truck and we're just watching him react to it for an extended stretch and i I thought that was riveting yeah it just that didn't do anything for me and usually something like that would and it sort of felt like it should but i remember in that moment just feeling nothing like i i it i it really felt to me like he just didn't really want to be there that's all i kept oh i didn't get that at all i just it didn't feel like he cared very much I mean, I, I, I think it's just a muted character who who doesn't sure. kind of show. Well, a and lot also, of I mean, maybe, and while we're here now, let's just discuss the fact that maybe some of that is based on the fact that he is often in scenes with Kiki Palmer, who is the opposite of this, right? I mean, she is like, 
Yeah, I mean, that... jumping off the screen and and is is obviously the foil to his sort of like, you know, mundaneness for lack of a better word, I suppose. Right, and and that by that, design, I'm you know, right that that character dynamics is literally set up in in their, which is great. Their their first scene together when he's yes wait he's she's not there yet and he has to do her kind of of course speech and it's not working Lo- and then... which I mean loved it yeah I lo- I mean loved that scene yeah it's great i mean i was so on board with this for a while yeah, you know yeah. just it, it's a little disappointing that it, it didn't quite all come together for me but for sure i mean kiki is just that's a star now that do you disagree that she's a star yeah no not at all okay good I just don't like. Uh, no, I'm not. Compa- I'm not comparing. It, it felt like you were saying. No, 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 no. Not a star. No, Daniel Kaluuya's a star. I'm like, just I saying. think you could write that movie with them flipped and Daniel Kaluuya being no, Kaluuya being no. like the energetic one. And I'd be curious to see how that would play out. Nobody can be Kiki. Number ten, uh, an extraterrestrial creature that is advanced enough to fully shapeshift, activate an electromagnetic field, and propel itself in any direction quickly and quietly. Can't tell the difference between a plastic inflatable and a viable meal. Nope. <laughs> this, I I will be honest with you, has completely lost me. What do you mean? Uh, I mean... What is the purpose, I suppose, of this... What are we calling it? E.T., what do they call it? UFO. UFO, that's the word. But they call it a what? A UFA or something? Can't be UFA. UFA? No, they call it something else in the movie. They say it's not a UFO. It's called something else. I don't know. Missed that. They have like another abbreviation for it. Because it's not... I think they may call it a UFA. That could be wrong, but... There's no way they call it a UFA. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. There's a a thing about it. Hold on. I'm I'm looking through... I'll try to find it here. I see but what is the what is this thing? What this is called a UFO. What is the UFO trying to do? Eat. So it's just eating these things, and that's. But this idea that like, why do we think it can only eat like humans? Don't know. Just, at this point, I don't really care about. It's just I mean, like it, it eats horses. Right. They eat horses, don't they? Plastic one. They eat horses, don't they? Um. I didn't I, – I, like, he kind of spins the criticism to about it not being able to tell the difference between something, which I don't care really about. But, like, the general point of just kind of questioning what exactly was going on with this creature. Sure. I think is probably the best criticism of, of the whole movie. Yeah, I think like, this can pivot to, like, what was its goal rather than, like, why did it eat what it ate? And it's like, I don't know. I was just picking up anything. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Like it's it's this kind of bizarre creature that didn't seem to really have any specific or really any. It was unclear what it was doing or what it was trying to do or you know. And of course, it's more about their reactions to it. But yeah, the to me the messiness of the movie is all in that kind of third act and what exactly is going on with this alien. Yeah. So Loki. <laughs> So Logan wraps things up. He says, I love Peel, the VFX and aesthetic, but my thesis is this. I can feel him attempting to recreate the shock from Get Out in Us. Mystery, violent allure, and cinematic choices made for the sake of rec- or, I'm sorry, sake of reaction instead of legitimate contributions to the storyline killed this movie for me. 
Uh, <clears throat> I think that's a, a, I think that's a, a justifiable. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I mean, and so. I, I, don't, th- I don't think he's trying to recreate. No, uh, I don't. No, I don't think I don't that's either. what he's doing. Like, because really, when you uh, no, because when like, could this movie be any more different than Get Out? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I think this this critique or criticism of like him kind of being in a trap and doing the same thing and going for these like, oh no, what? Sorry, I just looked at the first. I know I was going to bring it up. Reply I was going to bring it up, and I can't. We can't talk about him on the podcast. Who Wait, is this? It's not the same one. For oh you? no, no, no! That's not what I'm talking about. That's like the first reply to like the top, the first tweet. I'm looking at a specific reply to the very last. Tweet. That's what I was looking at. What? what are you looking at? Who is it? I don't know. Some random person. Oh, it's, we're not. That's so weird same. that it's not the same for you. No, it is. I saw that, but that look. Let me see. I'm oh. clicking on this tweet. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I got. It. I got. It. I got. It. I got it. But somebody, somebody wrote. All right. Logan, you're obviously not digging deep whatsoever. And then and it has like a notes app thing. So I clicked on to see what this oh, person is no. saying. Here's, here's the opening response. Try not to think of the movie as an alien film. Corporate greed and modern day consumerism <laughs> are the major themes. <laughs> oh, that's all I want. Well, it is an interesting... It's an interesting concept, this idea of like of what you just said. Somebody sort of like criticizing a movie for sort of essentially just, I mean, he just went on this whole thread, but essentially being like, hey, like it didn't really work for me. And then for the response to be like, well, you didn't think about it hard enough. Right. I find a little obnoxious. And I, I mean. Wait, so you're saying the discourse is obnoxious? Yeah. Shocking, right? I mean, feed me the discourse. Oh, here's, an, here's a good response. The allegor the allegorical resonance of the chimp scene is completely lost on you. Watch it again and read more. Ape, and read more. Ape versus man versus alien. Man versus nature. Man versus machine. Man plus machine plus nature is greater than alien. All interconnected themes and dynamics that make this film equal masterpiece. Or sorry, equal masterful. Period. It's just. God, it it is so strange. This like necessity of like this fanboy culture of like, like I don't just like I don't know. This is just kind of what like happens. Like the movie, well. like, and if somebody doesn't like it, why is that like ruining your day? <laughs> but this is, this is like what happens when. Oh, you're you're talking about the responses to the tweet, but even like, any of it, even like Logan's thread here is like. This is what happens when you make a movie that people are like like obsessed over and think is a masterpiece. Well, right, it's, well, and then the well, rest right. Of your especially career, because no what, is exactly compared to this, like people were dis- I feel like people initially were disappointed coming out of us as well. I agree. Well, this is well, and also like Get Out is is a movie that like it obviously has so much to say and is trying to say so much and does successfully. That when you make something like this, and Jordan Peele's even said this, right? He's like, can I just, like, make a movie? You know? Like, I'm sure this, like, I'm sure if you were to read some of these responses from people about, like, it's about corporate, he'd be like, what? 
<laughs> like, shut up. Although, I don't know, Jordan, Jordan I mean, he kinda, seems, seems sure. like the type who would be writing a response like this. <laughs> Pro- I mean, that, that's, that's also probably true. But I think it's like he gets pigeonholed into this thing because the fact that his first right. movie was such a cultural commentary and right, sort of like right. did have so much to say that now like he makes this movie that is obviously saying it has big themes and it, it is trying to say stuff. But the conversation surrounding like exactly what everything means is a little exhausting. Oh, and, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's a tricky movie to talk about because I think we both, we obviously wanted to like it more than we did, but already I look back on it rather fondly. I, know, I, I think I, just, I, I think I'm going to go see it again. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I would go see it again. I mean, just with just because of the fact that it is such a fun pleasure being able to sit in a theater and just watch something so unique and and new and cool and interesting, even if it wasn't my favorite movie of all time, like right, exactly, I enjoyed every second of it. Like I wanted it to be the best movie of the year and to be obsessed with it, and I was a little disappointed, but it was still really enjoyable. I had a great yeah. time watching it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just reading people arguing oh, you're gonna underneath. Be, you're going to be there for years. They literally explained it was things falling from a plane. Small objects can do that when falling from big heights. No, dude. It's the keys and quarter of the alien's former victims. Yeah, no shit. I'm saying that's the explanation the movie <laughs> gave at the beginning and why it wasn't investigated further. But you literally have flight <sighs> pathings to look at, and they did zero investigation. Just said, must have been a plane or whatever that... Whatever that actually happens, lawsuits and charges, investigations occur. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, imagine being so joyless. Oh, UAP. UAP. Uh, this, this dweeb responded to that argument with, I think it is implied that the government may have known about the creature. This is why unidentified flying object slash UFO was changed to unknown aerial phenomenon slash UAP. Government at least suspects that this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you got to stop reading the comments. No, the comments are... I live for the comments. <sighs> we have another movie to discuss. The Gray Man? Yeah. Well, let's get to it. All right. So, so Nope was Nope. <clears throat> I mean, sort of a, a two fascinating movies to watch back-to-back, really. Nope, a movie that I could not have been more excited for. And then The Gray Man. <laughs> <laughs> the Gray Man, uh, of course, this is the $200 million budgeted Netflix action movie starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Ana de Armas. And Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, this movie, you know, they put it out in theaters for a week, and then it came on to Netflix. You know, you get three, three really charismatic, charismatic, charismatic. Now these actors are so charismatic. I mean, Elton John will write a song for all three of these <laughs> actors when they pass. I don't doubt that. I hope he writes a song for the sequel. Oh boy. The Gray Man 2. First, all right, Is that what it's going to be called? I don't know. Let's start here. The though. Grayer Man? I know it's it's this movie is a 
based on a novel or some book series or whatever. I'm sorry, The Gray Man is an absolutely horrific title. It's so bad. Horrific title. It's so bad. You can't make a $200 million movie and call it The Gray Man. No. You might as well just call it Boring. <laughs> that should have been that would have been a better title than The Gray Man. Whoa, shots fired. You're like, "Oh, where does he operate? He operates in the gray. He's the Gray Man." Yeah. It, absolutely awful. You could have called it anything. Well, coming off a great title like Nope. Great title. We get to the Gray Man. I mean, what is what is Gosling's character is like six? He's six. Six is a better title than the Gray Man. The Sixth Man. Just literally just six. No, it should have been called Hot People Doing Things. <laughs> Hot action. Hot. Yeah. Except. All right. Here's the problem with the Gray Man. The of, of which there are many. <laughs> Uh, the Gray Man is a, is a bad movie. Now, among many other problems, the most offensive thing in this movie is the fact that they have Ryan Gosling, Ana de Armas, and Chris Evans, and there's nothing hot about this movie. I can't really get over it. There's one hot scene, and it's when Ryan Gosling takes off his shirt in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ooh. But even there, you're like, this is what we're working with, and this is what we're getting? <laughs> This is it's the, the ugliest, ugliest movie, movie of all I time. It, it is starring the hottest people of all time. Why does it look so bad? It looks so bad. I don't get it. It made me like even it made me like Nope even more actually. Just cuz well, like sure. Just the the visual even just the visual experience alone. Oh, like, imagine yeah. if you like if you had to watch Nope and The Gray Man on mute. <laughs> yeah, like and you had them on, on on TVs right next to each other, side by side. Yeah, and and we will do that. Now, one of these movies has has Gosling, Evans, and Ana de Armas. You would spend zero percent of the time looking. It's at a really that good screen. point. It's a really good point. That should never happen with that cast. It is shocking how bad it looks. I and I know that it's a criticism now of movies. Like, why is every movie so dark? 90% of this movie takes place at midnight. It is so... You can't see what's happening. It's pitch black. <laughs> Even when it's the middle of the day. It yeah. is so ugly. Okay. It's ugly in multiple fronts. It looks awful. Just, it's like... You can't imagine they spent as much money on this as they <laughs> That's did. That's what I don't understand. Number two... Somehow they've made Ryan Gosling not even look that good. Right. And the, there's no... It's not like he's not supposed to be hot. Right. Like he's supposed to be like a suave hitman. And the He has this awful goatee. And like... Alright, so... None of the three of them look that great. Chris Evans at least has a look. And he has like a shtick. Right. Yeah. And like it's, you know... It, Take it or leave it. You know, it's, it's kind oh, of... Like it's, oh, I'll take it. Over. <laughs> I mean, and then, then they make jokes about it, but at least he's he has, like, some characterization yes. with his look. Gosling just has, like, a goatee and, like, he's wearing a track jacket. He doesn't... Ryan Gosling, who is one of the best-looking people to have ever been made in God's eye, looks like the most average schmo in this movie. And it is shocking. And it's even more shocking. I know so much has been made about the line where Chris Evans calls him Ken Doll. Right. He's in the Barbie movie. And they're like, we actually wrote this. Shut up. 
But like, if you were never, if you were never met Ryan Gosling before, if this was the first time you'd ever seen him, you'd be like, Ken Doll. He looks homeless. <laughs> I know. It's actually, what? I mean, and yeah, unless he's already taken his shirt off before that. Oh my god, that is an unbelievable scene. And no, like, I do want to shock you with something. Hold on. Okay. But it's the same thing with. I want to point out that they somehow managed to do the same thing with Ana de Armas. I have a lot. You know, I know we've talked a lot about her earlier. I have a lot to say about her, and she, I have on this podcast before. I, I, I say what you want to say. I'll say what I've said. Okay. In every movie she's ever been in, she's like stolen the the at least the scenes that she's in, and like she jumps off screen with like charisma and like. What's the movie you made me watch? Huh? The Affleck one. Oh, what's it called? Fantastic. Steals so. the movie. Oh, absolutely. She's great in it. No. The snail steal that movie, okay? <laughs> um, but, like, deep deep water? Deep water, yeah, yeah. But, you know, she's, she's like, a, she's the Bond girl in, in a recent movie. Like, yeah. just comparing those two, her performances in, in, not even her performance, just, like, whatever the hell she's doing in that movie. She's basically playing the same type of character. Yes. But... In the Gray Man, it's just completely stripped of any characterization or personality or anything. And in in the Bond movie, she's like jumps off the screen, and and you're like, she should just be the next James Bond. Yeah, I agree with you that she steals her scene. Well, you can't really steal a scene. She she steals a lot of No Time to Die. I don't know that I really care for the gal. Oh, she's fantastic. I love her. I don't, Imagine watching I don't The Gray really, Man and being like, you know who should be Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> that girl from The Gray Man. <laughs> How about the other girl who is just like the worst character of all time? Who is that actress? Like Chris Evans, the, the other main girl. Oh, God. I don't who, know. I know nothing about that character. I couldn't latch on to anything. I was like, who is she? What the, Why is she here? One of the worst characters of all time. Well, it's just so funny to be it in was, like – She was like – she was. It, it felt like that was supposed to be Ray J. John Page the whole time, but he had like other commitments. Maybe I know. So, so it's funny in this movie. So you're like, make it like his you've assistant. got like Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna Diarmas, Ray J. John Page, and this random actress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might, I actually don't even know who it is. It might be somebody famous, and Absolutely I just couldn't place no her. No idea. But she just plays a pivotal role in this thing. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I could have cared less. I do want to say one thing about this movie, though. Please do. I don't know that it's honestly that bad. I know. It's, I mean, it is objectively bad. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. But because of what we're talking about, because it's like Gosling and Evans, and I'll stop there. There is something. Oh, they are, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's something inherently watchable, watchable about some of it. And I do think that some of the fight scenes are kind of fun. I don't think it's like a disaster, disaster of a movie, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's, it's not good, but it like, it, parts of it can hold your attention enough just because of who's on the screen. Yeah, like, I'll probably watch the sequel. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can't, I'm watching right now. Say, if like, the Green Man 2 is out right now, I'd, put, I'd, press, <laughs> I'd press play. I will say, I actually thought the last act was pretty decent. Like when they settle down and they're at just that how the mansion and like we get the showdown between Goslin and Evans. Sure. Like I think that mostly is effective and works and doesn't look as ugly as the rest. 
Yeah, I mean, I got here. Let me go through my notes I have here. About Hang on the... real quick. It's, it's Jessica Henwick. Never heard of the gal. Uh, oh, one of my favorite parts is that, so we get this, the movie opens with, like, Gosling in prison, right? And then we get 18 years later. He <laughs> looks like he's aged a day. They've put a goatee on him, and they're like, yeah. You know. 18 uh, years I, later. I did laugh out loud at that. 18. Although, I mean, if you saw a picture of Ryan Gosling in 2003. Ye- I mean, ye- sure. Anyway, uh, the airplane fight scene has some life, but it also looks so bad. And then they, like, are falling. What's the airplane fight scene? I don't know. He's It's Gosling and, like, his captors or whatever. and they're Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're going to yeah, kill yeah. him. Yeah. And then they fall out of the sky, and it looks so awful. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said Skittles. There's Skittles product placement in the movie. There was? Yeah, Ryan Gosling is like, he mentions, they have a shot of Skittles, and then he mentions Skittles. He also liked uh, Bubblicious gum. Please, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Julia Butters, icon. That's all it says. Julia Butters is an icon. Julia Butters will win an Oscar one day. Some fun stuff in the middle. Action sequences kind of look like shit, but they're also kind of watchable. At a certain point, I just had no idea what was going on, and I didn't care. It's you can't I, please. Well, I I don't know the plot. No, no, I'm not. I'm not about to talk about the plot. Oh, please. But like, here's the thing: when you now that there are just so many really good action movies. Yes. And and so many that do them with practical effects really well. Yes. Like once you've seen. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, and we see Tom Cruise doing the the yeah. base jump thing. You can't jump out of a plane and just I, do it I with know. shitty green screen. It's true. It's just, true. It makes it, it really. It is. It like I. There were points in this movie where I literally felt embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like for the people who made it, like I felt embarrassed for the Russo brothers to be like, wow, like this isn't up to snuff. Right. And I, I don't really know why that is. Like, why did they become a thing? Well, what like, like what was their first thing? Well, they jumped from a plane. <laughs> they they were doing um, a bunch of episodes of Community. Did I know that they did some of the, like the famous ones, like oh, the apartment's uh, on fire and he walks in with the pizza. <laughs> some of the kind of like quirky specialty episodes, and they were they were executive producers on it for the later seasons, and then from that got they got. It. One of the Captain America movies, I want to yeah. say. I don't know if Civil War was their first one, but they did that. And people like, okay, okay. Yeah, they just and worked then, really well. And then they got to Avengers, and now they're just like, do whatever you want, you people, because people watch it. Basically, yeah. Yeah, good for them. Uh, I'd actually argue that this movie wouldn't be so bad if it looked 50% better. I think oh, they did the Winter Soldier. That was their first one. And then Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. This is an important point. Globe trotting does not make your movie interesting. Oh my god, the globe trotting. They go to every country in the world, and I think you're like I don't I don't it's not interesting to because it's you're in the same place the whole time. Like it's not like they're like, now we're in Vienna. It's like, okay, we don't see any of Vienna. You're just like it it it's so stupid. You're on a landing strip. Right. Now we're in Hamburg. I don't care. They moved around so much. I in think this, they think that's like, so impressive. Of like, look at all these places we but went. They didn't get any cool shots. No, nothing. Places. Yeah. It's insane. 
here's a weird comment, but like, it kind of. Sorry, finish going through. Do you have any more? I well, it's it's my last one. It'll be a good okay. one to end on. So here, make your my weird comment. I don't know where tie, this is going. Well, it's not a weird comment, but it ties into what we're talking about with Gosling and Andre Armas and Chris Evans and all these ugly action sequences. Imagine if this was a Michael Bay movie, what mm. it would look like. Now That's you really might hate it just as much, and it might have just as much terrible dialogue, but at least, at the very least. He'd make the fucking actors look hot as hell. It's a great point. <laughs> it's a great point. And I'd be able to tell what was going on. There oh, was one point. I don't know about that, but. Well, no, like, I'd be able to see it. Well, you'd, you'd be able to, there would be bright colors. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, but. There is a, I mean. Basically, the, the version of this is, I, is Six Underground, well, which is a, a horrific movie. Ooh, but good point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't see the flick, but. But there are bright colors in it. I. But it's funny because you were before, but you had seen this before I had seen it, and you were like, "I was checking to see if like the settings were right." <laughs> I literally had the same thought where I was watching a scene, and I was like, "Am I did some did I click play on like an unfinished version?" It literally feels like it. Like there's a scene where Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are fighting each other in a fountain, which like I've had dreams about. Like, literally, Chris Evans is choking Ryan Gosling. And I'm like, what am I... Is It's happening. And it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Right. It's like, what are we doing? That's like... What are we doing? The fact that you're not jerking off while you watch that scene it's is... It's insane. No, it is the ultimate failure. It's insane. I don't... I just don't get it. I literally was, like, quitting the app. Yeah. I was like, all right, do I have, like, the low-quality version of Unbe- this? I, like, is unbelievable. It, is my internet really slow right now, and I'm just getting, like, the super pixelated? And Un- then- Unreal. Unreal. All right. Well, you, you mentioned bad dialogue. <laughs> I w- We can end it here. I will Venmo you $10 right now if you can guess. Can the I finish f- the line? The f- No. <laughs> well, I'll give you 10 and then if you don't get it at 10 I'll give you 5 if you finish it. Okay. The final light, the final line of dialogue in this movie. Ooh, okay. Do you know it? Um. Okay, hold on. Let me see. So they have the spoiler alert here. They have the fight that happens. Spoiler alert here. They have the fight. <laughs> and then he goes and gets her in the house. He breaks out of like jail or whatever to go get her. Uh, I think they're in the car together, driving away. At the end, is that the, is that what's happening? It happens before that. I have no idea what the line is. I'm gonna say, uh, uh, I I don't have a line. Would you like me to? Okay, so now for five dollars. Yeah. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to chew gum? Chew gum in here <laughs> while they're outside. He says that to Julie Butters. Am I allowed to chew gum in here? Well, that's... I I understand. That's their only characterization they have. It's all about gum. The last line of dialogue... (laughs) Yeah, there's a whole scene about the flavor of Bubblicious. What's happening? Well, what's happening is you get low battery. Oh, well, we better wrap up. That still means we got at least 10 minutes. Okay, perfect. Um... The last line of dialogue in a $200 million movie is, am I allowed to chew gum in here while he's standing next to a pool? 
It's probably the best line in the whole movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Regé Jean Page had some some bangers. Oh god! I wish I wrote some of them down. They were like just the worst. Yeah, it was rough. Rough, like. What's uh, Chris Evans' name in the movie? Bill. They say it like a hundred times. Uh, Lloyd Hansen. Lloyd. Uh, Ray Jean Page is now in this this point in his career, which is always kind of tough to watch. Where he was like on Bridgerton and was like this huge guy, and then all of a sudden he's getting offered these like kind of weird kind of secondary roles in these big movies and he just seems to be saying yes to most of them so now he's in this like he's in the Dungeons and Dragons movie like mm. he's in like it just is it a is it a baby crying uh, unclear I don't know what's going on in this fucking apartment complex of yours. Uh I just don't quite know he sort of feels like he's in like the Henry Golding stage of his career where it's like yeah. ooh what are we doing need something like well Good. Well, and could that thing be Dungeons and Dragons? Bond. James Bond. Perhaps. Could be. I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of discourse, I mean, I do want it to be female Bond, of course. Well, Ana de Armas. No. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, we have to wrap. Also, I not British, so she won't be. Well, chosen. Who? Who cares? Uh, I mean, she can't do accents, though. That's for sure. We know that. <laughs> Uh, all right, we to, I have to listen to Renaissance. We have to wrap up. You have to what? Listen to Renaissance. Oh, God, here we go. What now? How'd you feel about the uh, 70 greatest Beyonce songs that Rolling Stone put out? Didn't see it. Wait, go through it real quick. And let me find Not it. all of them. Give me the no, top I'll, 10. Yeah, I'll do the top 10. Uh, I also love when people get mad at these lists. It's like you realize the list was made for people to get mad at. The, or else uh, nobody would care or click on it. <laughs> the takeaway is uh, Beyonce doesn't have that many bangers. Oh, Kyle, uh, there, there's truly not enough time for me to get mad at that. <laughs> All right, because my computer is going to die. Here's their top ten. Ten, dangerously in love. Nine, single ladies. Eight, love drought. Seven, partition. Six, me, myself, and I. Five, love on top. Four, sorry, in parentheses, homecoming live. Three, Crazy in Love. A, you can't... Putting up... That's weird. Putting a live song on the list. Two, Formation. One, Deja Vu. Uh, I mean, that's a weird list, but whatever. They're I all mean, great. She's never made a bad song. <clears throat> when I tell you I had to look up what the number one... You don't know Deja Vu? I had no idea what it was. I had to play it. A lead single? I had to play it. I had no idea what it was. Oh, Deja Vu's fantastic. The idea that that, that like... She just doesn't have that many bangers. So because somebody's subjective list has a song you've never heard of at the top means she doesn't have I've any heard good of it. songs. Here's the thing. She is, let's the, say... Uh, the, I, I, I'm not kidding. I can't. I, I, I just can't. All I'm saying is if we compare her to, say, Michael Jackson. <laughs> for sake of argument. You know. She's... Considered probably the number one artist of the last decade, you know, compared to of, Michael Jackson in the uh, of all time. The idea that I mean, she's the number one entertainer of all time, without a doubt. That's not true. Uh, it's, there's the, absolutely no question about that. The idea that the number one song 
on a, a list that one person who made fifteen dollars to write it made. Yes. Yeah, I mean this is this is Rolling Stone. This is official stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Rolling Stone, the real beacon of music journalism these days. They don't fucking pay their writers. This is what happens. <laughs> All I'm saying is by the way, bad list. Also, it, Deja Vu is a great song, but it's not her best song, of course. It well, probably wouldn't even be in my top Okay, whatever. Know, 30? But, but if someone made a, a Michael Jackson's top 10 songs list and they had one that wasn't immediately like, oh, obviously, as the number one, well, that'd be uh Let's see. I think you're making you can, the opposite point that you're trying to make. No, the fact that anyone could make I a, think it's like, well, he only has like four to choose from, is what you're saying. No. Well, you're saying that like his list would be an obvious choice because he only has like five good ones, whereas Beyonce has like a million, so who knows what number one could no, be. No, no, no. I'm saying the MJ's five MJ. iconic ones. We're not, we're, not calling some, we're not calling him MJ. MJ has five iconic songs that are way more iconic than any Beyonce song. Um, I think that's my. I think that was my. I guess without without being critical of anything, I think my surprise was like, sure, that there weren't more that that jumped out to me in like. But you could do that with hers. I think they just that's just not what that list was. I don't know if I you mean, could. I think that was the. I was like, there's there's ten songs on this list, and like five of them, I was like, okay, yeah, of course, and the other five, I was like, really, that's in, that's like. Sure. In, in this top ten, I'm, I'm surprised by this. Yeah, fair. I I get what you're saying. What what happened? Well, it's a, I don't know. You're, I mean, praising Michael Jack. I mean, you know, it's like I, you know, it's like what am I doing uh, how here? Did we get, how do we get here? I don't know. You're bashing Oprah. You're bashing. Oh, you Beyonce. said you said you had to go listen to it. Yeah, I have to go listen to the new album from the artist of our generation. Okay, don't even think about playing it. I'm not kidding. If you play it right now, Kyle, I'm not kidding. Do not even think about playing it. Why? Do because do Kyle, I'm not kidding. This is the ideal way. Do to play Kyle. Okay, I'm turning this off. Bye. Don't don't even. I turn it on.